0: Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson, and welcome to the weekly vlog. Um, This week, on Monday of this week, was an anniversary of mine. It was one consecutive full year of back-to-back bright days, bright-line days, like days where I ate only and exactly according to my food plan, no sugar, no flour, three meals a day, uh, food on the digital food scale if I'm home. I don't always weigh my food when I eat out, but just clean, bright meals for one full year. And I've of course been doing this for a lot longer than that. Um, I first started earnestly doing no sugar, no flour, eating only meals, putting my food on a digital food scale, uh, May 21st of 2003. So 17 years and three months ago, oh, I looked it up, what was it, 6,318 days or something, I don't know. Um, but not importantly, not all those days have been bright, 6,318, probably 95% of them have been, but there have been times in my recovery where um, I struggled to string together stretches of consecutive bright days. And ironically, those times were... In particular, uh, as I was trying to uh, grow and nurture this Bright Line Eating movement, which turned out to be a way bigger job than I ever anticipated. And oh, by the way, I stumbled into all this by mistake. I I still maintain I was just trying to write a book. (laughs) That was really my intention. I never sort of uh, architected all of this in my mind. I really didn't from the beginning. I was just trying to write a book. So anyway, in the the bright line eating idea came to me in uh January 26th 2014 at a time when i had um a long stretch of consecutive bright days i think my longest is 8 years that i had consecutively bright and you might in other videos in the boot camp or wherever hear me say 6 years but um you know that is a call by the umpire that later got overturned <laughs> where I chewed up some vitamins. And at one point I called that a break in my bright lines. And then at at a later point I thought, why am I calling that a break? I don't think that was a break. So those two years got tacked on later to make eight years consecutively. Whatever, semantics. I will say that it feels meaningful right now to have a year because from 2014, I was bright, had been for a while and then Was bright until July of 2015 when I had my first break in a long, long, long time. And from July of 2015 um, through the rest of 2015, 2016, 2017, and then into 2018, I struggled mightily to put together a month or two or three of consecutive bright days. It was hard for me. And I was breaking periodically. I'd have. A week or two or three bright, and then I'd have a break. And a break would be a binge, usually, um, and sometimes a, a few days of binging. And it was excruciating, like really hard. I will say I'm super grateful that I um, never lied to you about that. I remember a morning that was a juncture point. It was really early on, and all that. I think 2015, sometime maybe. Now my memory's getting fuzzy, but. Um, I shot a vlog called The Morning After a Binge. And I remember thinking about, am I going to be honest about the fact that I just binged? Because my binge eating disorder was in remission for a long, long time. And then the stress of all this, you know, I found myself binging again. And I'm grateful that I've been honest about it all along. I'm grateful for all the lessons that I've culled from the experience of dipping back into the food at a time when... Really the food, the experience of addictive eating itself was so far in my rear view mirror that I wouldn't have been able to bring it up with the kind of present moment awareness, urgency, lesson gleaning that I was able to for those years going back and experiencing it again afresh. So there was a lot to be learned from it. And I feel like I extracted a lot of those lessons and shared them all those years in the vlog. But gosh, am I glad to not be eating anymore. (laughs) Addictively, I really am glad. I've been waiting a long time to be able to tell you I just got a year bright again. And I want to in this vlog share how many, I think it's four core lessons. Like, what did I do differently? What, what can I share about getting a year bright again consecutively? So the first lesson is, at the beginning of this bright year, I really um, surrendered to a source of accountability. I tried doing that before, I have to say. In the prior three years or something, but it is something that I did. I found myself what I call a sponsor. That's a 12 step term that we do use in Brightline Eating, and we have people and bright lifers who sponsor people. Sponsorship is a unilateral um, point of support and accountability. In other words, the sponsor supports the sponsee with their food, with their program, with their recovery, and not necessarily vice versa. I mean, in my experience, good sponsorship always becomes somewhat of a two-way street because you just end up getting close and you end up um, supporting each other in some kind of way. But really, the directionality is more clear. It's more like therapist to therapy client, right? It's like a, or a coach to coachee, mentor to mentee, teacher to student. And I think there were lots of stretches in my Bright Line Eating journey where I felt um, unsupportable in some kind of way because I have this unique role in Bright Line Eating, times when I really wanted the autonomy to just figure it out by myself. I think some of that was um, my food indulger, probably having some say, my food addiction. But... I found someone from one of my old 12-step food programs, and by the way, I have been in many over the years, and oh, by the way, people often get them wrong. I never, ever share at the public level, like in a vlog, the name of any specific 12-step program. I have worked the 12 steps in five or more different 12-step programs over the years, and um, I respect 12 traditions. I respect the traditions of those various fellowships by never mentioning a specific fellowship, but... um I'm not really like drinking the Kool-Aid of any particular 12-step program these days. I do sort of pull from lots of sources of support, both paid professional support, like I have a life coach, I have a therapist and so forth, but I really found it was helpful this time around to get a sponsor. I knew him from back in the day when I was in a 12-step program, I I watched him walk in the door and get his abstinence from the ground up. And now he's got more than 10 years, I'm pretty sure of consecutive back-to-back, no sugar, no flour, three meals a day, putting food on a scale. And um, I trust him. I know him. I like him. I, um, I respect the nuance with which he works with his sponsees. And I just asked him to support me. And he said, yes. And I'm really, really grateful for that. He is not in Bright Line Eating. And for me because of this strange um relationship that I have to this movement where like, I've often tried to plug in from the bottom, but I'm holding the structure from the top in some kind of way. It's created conflict of interest in terms of externalizing my own support, right? In terms of really surrendering to someone else who's gonna give me guidance. So for me at the moment, it actually feels helpful that he's not a paid Bright Line Eating client and working through our programs and so forth. So he can kind of stand on the outside and just go, yeah, Susan, here's how I would do that. And he never tells me what to do. He just, you know, shares his own experience. And um, that has proven to be helpful for me. So the it, within the Bright Line Eating structure, the analogous thing would be to find someone, anyone, who provides a point of accountability that you feel beholden to. That's what's working for me. I remember similarly 17 years ago, um, 16 and a half years ago or whatever, when I came out of the tailspin of binging in Sydney, Australia. At that time I was trying to find sponsors, sponsor after sponsor after sponsor in the 12 step food program I was in. And it wasn't working. I couldn't feel any of their authority. I didn't feel accountable to any of them. But I hired myself an external life coach who was outside of that structure, and when that life coach said, "Maybe you should get your food in order," And I said, "I know I'm trying." And they said, "Well, what does that involve? Just explain it to me." And I said, "Well, I just need to write down my food and then eat only and exactly that." They said, "Okay, well, could you do that for a week, and we'll talk next week." And I did. And that was what helped me on my path then. Again, someone sort of a little bit removed who could hold authority for me that I would submit to. So anyway, that felt helpful. I got myself a sponsor. And again, I'm a little bit of a weird case, right? So translate that into you know, whatever would work for you, probably someone within the bright line eating structure, if you're looking to do bright line eating would be the best fit, but maybe not, you know, um, there's no strict rules around here. Okay. The second thing that I really did, you're going to laugh at me. I just went back to basics. I just followed the program the way it's outlined, you know, just follow the fabulous plan. God bless me. I just actually went back to following the plan as outlined and lo and behold it's a good plan it really works not much more to say about that it's in the book it's in the boot camp it's outlined in you know 270 some odd vlogs or whatever it's been by now you know just follow the plan okay <sighs> you know there's another thing that has been evolving over. The third thing is it's been evolving over these years, right? Like I was breaking and resuming and then I, I sort of stopped breaking and resuming around the time that I created Reboot Resume. And then, oh, by the way, also around the time I really started to work, um, the parts work the way we do in Brightline eating with Everett Considine. And this notion that we each have a centered self, a highest self, an authentic self, self, right? And that self is not an ego self. It's like a good thing self, like calm, clear, grounded, centered self. And then we've got our protective system, which is anytime we're triggered, we're in some sort of protective part. We've got the food indulger part over here and the food controller part over here. And the third lesson of like what I'm really doing differently is I'm working a self-led program, meaning not a food indulger program, a food indulger-led program, which would be, oh, but I want to be able to have exceptions. Oh, but I want to be able to eat out all the time when I travel. Oh, but I want to be able to shuck and jive and play the angles and maybe finagle in something a little yummier, sexier, looser, whatever, right? And I'm not working my program from a food controller energy either, the white knuckling, the fear, the um, if uh, you don't eat exactly what you wrote down the night before because something happened with the family and you have to make a change, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid, because that's not right. That's not what you wrote down, that sort of energy, right? I'm not working my program from from either of those two energies, I'm working my program from a self-led energy. If you go back and watch the vlog called Sane Choices, that vlog comes from self-led energy, meaning like, look at the day. And maybe if what you wrote down is a complicated meal that requires a lot of cooking, but you have a kid that needed to get taken to urgent care for an ear infection, Maybe at 7 o'clock at night isn't the time to start chopping, you know, vegetables for a stew, right? Or whatever, right? Like maybe that's not the right thing to do. So make a sane choice. Get some frozen veggies out of the freezer and make a swap, right? That kind of self-led energy of like what's the sanest choice at any given moment? And the choice that would most support my recovery. You know, the fourth lesson... I think is going to feel perhaps um, frustrating or disappointing or empty because the honest truth is, I got this year by grace. What I mean by that is I was trying just as hard all the other years, 2015, 16, 17, 18, people in my closest circle could see that I was trying just as hard and I couldn't stay bright. I can't actually tell you why I couldn't stay bright then, but I can now. I have a lot of post hoc analyses. Hindsight is twenty-twenty, and I can spin a story about the lessons learned, but if I'm really gut level honest, I don't know why I'm bright for a year now, but I wasn't in 2018 or 2017 or 2016 consecutively, I don't honestly know. And that's deeply unsatisfying, I gotta say. <laughs> but when real addiction is in the mix, which is what I think you know I have, I have an honest to goodness, bona fide neurological food addiction. When addiction is in the mix, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, cigarette addiction, food addiction, sex addiction, real deep addiction, recovery is mysterious, it's elusive, it's magical, it's a gift sometimes. Like why some of us just reach this place where we can just be in a state of freedom, finally, and neutrality, finally, and not have that part of us that needs to get a hit or a fix or mess it up somehow. And we are just able for long stretches of time to stay. Now, not to say that we're not do. I mean, I'm doing stuff to earn it, but I was then too. That's the thing. So there is a way to look at that as kind of scary because I can't promise that if you do these things, you'll get this result. And if you don't do these things, you definitely won't. It's it's kind of a little bit more um, probabilistic or magical than that, or um, it's not a one-to-one cause and effect. But there's also ways that it's... Um, like life, I guess, right? There's no guarantees. And some of us are dealt at certain times, hands of cards that are favorable or unfavorable, or who knows what the lesson is supposed to be in the hardship, right? Maybe that's actually the um, more rewarding path. Right when we think that the clean and shiny path is the best path. It's like, I don't know, was it such a bad thing that I picked up the food those years? I'll tell you what came out of it, Brightline Grit, Reboot Resume, Brightline Freedom, the old Brightline Healing, like all of these, you know, hundreds of vlogs, a lot of things came out of the experience that I had of dipping back into the food here and there. The longer I stay on this road of recovery, the more true it seems, and someone in our community figured out the second half of this, but no matter how far down the road you are, you're always still just two feet from the ditch. But no matter how long you've been sitting in the ditch, you're always just two feet from the road. And a fully neutral, free, um, not shackled by any uh, longing, yearning, desire, discomfort, frustration with food program is available no matter how long you've been struggling with food, even inside the program. I'll tell you that from my own experience, no matter your experience in Bright Line Eating, or before it. Real recovery is always available again, or for the first time. Don't quit five minutes before the miracle happens. This last year has been the hardest year in terms of stressors and traumas and layers of hardship. And somehow magically binging over it, eating over it, letting my food get wonky over it, never even came up as an option. I can't explain it because I thought in 2015, 16, 17, and 18, I thought that I was going back to the food because things were hard, too hard. But lo and behold, end of 2019, all of 2020 so far, harder, (laughs) harder and no need to eat over it. So that's the last thing I wanna leave you with, a fifth bonus lesson is, um, yeah, we don't eat over stuff. I mean, sometimes we do, but we don't have to. That's not a one-to-one correlation either. We can absolutely reach a point where Life can get as hard as hard can be. And when the table of options comes up, eat extra food just isn't on it. It's just not there. We find other ways of coping and our brain starts to suggest other things to do in the hard situation. Food's not on the table of options. Don't know why. It's just not there anymore. Because I'm back to basics, just working the plan as outlined with support for one full year. I have actually dreamed of shooting this vlog for a long time. I was like, when am I going to get a full consecutive year again? Am I ever? Am I ever? So if you're sitting there thinking, am I ever going to be one of the ones who gets to say, I'm transitioning to maintenance or I have a year of consecutive Bright Lines? I promise you're still eligible. And that's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week.